Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. This morning on the news, man, I wake up and I start seeing shit going. News is some funny shit. This lady, put, um, she went into labor, and apparently she was in her car at a gas station at a speedway in Philly. And um, she went into labor and, you know, was going to give birth to her kid right there in the car at the gas station. Apparently, a homeless guy came up and helped her out. And... um you know, they, they're telling the little, you know, uh, rescue story, whatever you want to call it. They get to the point where they go. Now, now, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I couldn't get off of this fact, you know. They um they said he took his shoelace off and tied off the umbilical cord with his shoelace. Now, I don't know if it's just... <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but that shit stood out like like the fucking sun amongst this story. Now, this dude took his 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 bum laces off his shoes. You know how dirty his shoelaces of a bum are. I mean, I I just I couldn't I couldn't get past that. It just 
<laughs> disc his bum laces off and tied off her umbilical cord with his bum laces, right? Like, and now I'm looking because now they bring on the lady and the kid. The kid's fucking two days old and she's got him sitting on the fucking news. And then they bring the homeless guy on. And look, they might not have been the same fucking shoes he was wearing, but these are some other shoes, and they were dirty as fuck, man. You could see them on national television. The shoes were dirty as fuck. And um, they said something about someone donated money to him and gave him new shoes or some kind of crazy. Well, it wasn't the shoes he wore on the fucking show this morning because they was dirty as shit. And then they're like, you know, oh, you know, what'd you name the kid? This and that. And I don't even know or care. Um, but. You know, she started saying this. Oh yeah, you know we're always we're already coming up with nicknames for him. You know, Speedway and this and that. And I said, dude, there is no way in hell that kid's nickname wouldn't be Bum Laces. If if I knew somebody as an adult that I was on some kind of speaking terms with, and I heard the story that a bum tied off the umbilical cord, I would call that dude Bum Laces for the rest of his life. That would definitely be the dude's nickname. Well, bum laces, <laughs> you know, like, there's no way that that would not be the, I don't know, man, it just stuck out as funny as shit to me, um, <laughs> there's not much dirtier than a bum lace, um, shit, he must be kicking around all day, laying on the ground, oh, shit is fucked up, but, um, yeah, man, so obviously this is the Tuesday Cake Radio, I'm your host, Jake Amores, um, look, I'm gonna get into the CCW show later, um, uh, some other, you know, random things I'm gonna cover, um, I, I want to get into real quick, I don't know how quick it is, but, um, last week I was supposed to do a show and one of the big things with last week's show was going to be, my guest was going to be B-Boy. Now, let me, let me backtrack a bit. If you go back, I've been doing this show for what, five, six years now, five years, I believe, um, five years. And, um, you know, when I first started out doing this show, you know, you learn a bunch as you go. And with podcasts, it's not easy, man, because, you know, it's not something anyone's getting paid for. Sure, it's publicity. So to a certain extent, you know, that that counts for something as far as, you know, what the wrestlers are going to come on for. Um, You know, and I enjoy doing it. Um, But. The thing overall is, you know, you're going off of somebody's word. Hey, you know, can you come on the show next week? Yeah, I'll come on the show next week. Nine o'clock comes, you know, and if that fucking phone don't ring, if that number don't pop up on my switchboard over there, switchboard on, on my computer screen that has the fucking numbers on it, let's say switchboard like I got a whole operation going on here. It's a, it's a fucking website that runs my – anyway, um, so if I don't have, if that doesn't happen, I'm just beat. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm just hanging out there and shit. And I had a, I had that happen a lot early on, a lot. Um, if you go back in my archives, man, my dude Jeremy, he's he's putting together some serious fucking descriptions. You can go back five fucking years, legitimate five years. I've been doing this shit. Um, my first show was with Johnny Cashmere as a guest. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you can hear I was way worse at this, way worse at this. As bad as I might be now, I was a million times worse back then. I don't know that I'm bad. I'm just saying I'm, I'm definitely not a professional. I'll never claim to be that. I have my own style of things. Um, 
And I won't say I'm bad for sure because I know as as a person I'm more unique than any of these fucking podcasters out there. They all you know come on and they got their little their little thing going, but you know I'm, I'm an actual interesting person. I consider myself to be at least. Um, so I, I have a little more to offer in, in that realm as far as I'm concerned. Maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, um, you know, and and you learn like I said as you go. You get some people that just fucking beat you, and then you get the oh sorry dude, you know shit happened, whatever da da da. But you can hear some of those episodes that it's like fuck. Um, well, just waiting on such and such to call in. Oh, just waiting on such and such. Just and you just hear me try to spin fucking plates, man. And I ain't never been in the in the circus or nothing, so spinning plates is not my deal. Um, it's hard enough getting used to just interviewing people when, when this isn't your gig. So when you get into like, Oh, well, where's my guest? Where's my guest? It's just hard. You know, um, early on, one of the first people who, who did kind of no show on me was V boy. Um, I think it was my second show or something like that. And I was able to like last minute scrape together and, lucky enough to get homicide on because homicide has always been just a hundred percent with me that dude i mean he's my dude man like he's come through for me several several times on the show um he, he's always been just just down to do it whenever as long as his schedule persists man he's always been my dude um you know so he, you know but B-Boy early on showed that, like, this this is going to be rough goings with him. Now, I mean, since then, you know, a little while after that, I, I did get him on. Um, for years, on and off, I would try. I'd talk to him. Things would go like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, next week or two weeks. And you probably could hear a couple shows in my past archives that was like, you know, B-Boy will be on next week or B-Boy will be on in a couple weeks. And then that, that announcement just kind of went away. Because over the years, he's been really unreliable. Um, you know, he'll be back and forth. I am chatting me on Facebook, this and that, you know, for a fucking hour. And then you try to contact him a week from then, and you just don't hear back. You know what I mean? So he's always kind of been that type of dude. I hit a certain point years ago, you know, no beef, no heat, no nothing like that. But it was just like... You, you kind of learn the people who you don't want to be bothered with anymore. Because this isn't my whole life. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean, it is what it is. It, it's fun. I enjoy it. But, man, I got a lot of shit going on. So I'm I'm not going to stress that type of shit. If someone wants to do the show, good. If they don't, fuck it. You know what I mean? So um, I, I stopped contacting him for the show. I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to hit this dude up again. As much as I would enjoy to have him back on the show, it's just not going to happen. So fast forward to March 7th. March 7th, he hit me up. Hey, man, I'm heading out to the East Coast. I, I'm hoping to chop it up with you while I'm out there. And I'm like, oh, are you talking about the podcast? He's like, yeah, man, whatever. So I'm like, well, shit, all right, you know, let's plan this out. So he's like, all right, well, you know, I said, you know, how about like the week before the show? the CZW show. So now we're talking about, um, you know, the show to 26th. So I'm like, well, I do it Wednesday nights. You know, how about the 23rd? He goes, all right, well, yeah. Um, actually, you know, DJ was talking about wanting me to do the Dojo War thing, and that's the Wednesday night. Um, and I said, well, hey, man, like, let me, I'll, I'll move the show to Thursday if that helps you. 
And he's like, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that sounds great. You know, and uh, he gets back to me. He's like, yeah, Thursday's great. You know, everything's good. Comes down to like a week before the show. Everything good? Yeah, everything's good. Okay. Now, fucking, what is it? Um, two, 2.30 on Thursday. A 2 fucking 30 on Thursday. He tells me that, here, here's the message. Hey, bud, bad news. I have to head out tonight. So I'm not quite sure I could do the cast tonight. However, I'm still here till the 29th. Maybe we could hit up after the show or something. Well, first off, I don't even know what after the show means because I'm getting the fuck back in the car and, and going back to my house like an hour and a half away. I don't know what after the show, like that. what, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? So to me... That's not even valid, you know what I mean? It's crazy. First off, I never understood why being on the East Coast would change how his phone works because everybody else calls me from all over the country, but somehow he needed it to be on the East Coast when he really called me. So it is what it is, all right? Um, so then later that night, I see on the fucking Facebook. Hanging out, fucking watching NCAA football or basketball and playing shuffleboard, getting some beers in, whatever the fuck, with Brett Lauderdale. If anyone wants to hang out, come hit me up. Like, this is what he blew me the fuck off for. And I'm sorry. Like, I think Brett Lauderdale's a cocksucker. I don't give a fuck about that dude. Like, if, you know, if I had, like, the um, legal immunity... I, I would have punched him in the face a long fucking time ago. Brett Lauderdale's a faggot, you know what I mean? But beyond that, let, let's just say it's not somebody I didn't like to begin with. This dude just decided to go and hang out with somebody and drink and, and fucking watch the basketball. It isn't like, yo, some shit came up. It's like you decided, I don't feel like doing that shit. And, and you know, and it was in blatant fucking English. So to me, it was unprofessional as fuck. Not only that, man, I put myself out there saying, hey, next week, B-Boy's on the show. And then next week, oh, fuck, something came up, unfortunately. My guest isn't able to make it. And then out on fucking Facebook to the fucking world, hey, if anyone wants to join him and Brett Lauderdale to watch some fucking basketball and drink some beers, he's free tonight. Yeah, I mean, it makes me look like a dickhead because – you know, here I am saying some shit came up with him, and it's not a whole lot that came up with him. He decided to hang out with a fucking dude rather than come on my fucking podcast like he scheduled almost a month prior. And afterwards, like the other day, he hit me up uh, Sunday or some shit. And, you know, he apologized again, and I said, you know what, dude, I'm not good with it. I'm just not good with it because, you know, you just decided to do some other shit. And, and that's not really cool, man. You showed me no respect in that. So I just, I know where I'm at with you. You know what I mean? And he, oh, you know, it's not like that. Uh, you know, it's about me hooking up with, with people I haven't seen in a while. Ah, so I'm like, All right, man, whatever. This shit's unprofessional any way you look at it, whether it was personal or not or any of that. You know, it, it, it becomes somewhat personal. And again, this isn't my whole fucking life, but the, the reason I got to address it is the same reason why I told you two weeks ago B-Boy is coming on the show. So when B-Boy don't come on the show, what the fuck, man? I'm just sitting there looking like an asshole while he's posting on Facebook if everyone wants to hook up and play shuffleboard. I don't even know what the fuck shuffleboard is. Um, I think that's a game that they play on the fucking boats with the old people. I don't know. 
Anyway, so B-Boy's not going to be on the show ever, you know what I mean? But it's no big deal, you know what I mean? I, I honestly, you know, I was looking forward to it. I had a really good uh, interview lined up for him. I'm really, it's one of those things that I've been kind of tussling with for a while, the interviews. And, you know, people have liked my interviews and said this and that, but I, I still, I'm still not thrilled with my interviews. And I'm really trying to switch things up so it's not just all traditional, right down the line, fucking, where did you train, da 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 You know what I mean? There, there's certain shit you want to hit because, you know, it's informational. If people are looking to learn a little bit more about people, then, then you know, some of those things are really, uh, you know, important. But I don't know. I always have this, this hang-up like a so, – and, and I had a little bit more of like a, you know, a fun, chill-type interview lined up for him. I had some shit, you know, I had some shit put down that I thought it was going to be a pretty entertaining interview. But it is what it is. This is kind of, the, you know, the shit you get caught up in. Like I said, podcasts. It's hit and miss, and nobody's getting paid for the shit. So when it comes down to it, uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. So, like I said, you just learn, you know, how people are over the time. And, and it, it's, you know, like I said, I, I, I think he's unprofessional in doing it. But it is what it is, man. It, it's a podcast and, you know, whatever. Um, so that so that's that. Uh, tomorrow I'm excited. I'm going to finish my tats on my arm, my, my stripes. I'm getting all fucking orange. Shit's going to be off the hook. Uh, obviously, pictures will be online and shit like that. Um, Hogan, man, somebody needs to tell Virgil that what Hogan just did is fuck money. This dude made 115 or got a $115 million judgment for a fucking sex team. <laughs> I mean... That is fuck money. Um, this, this is just some crazy shit, man. And, um, I, I mean, Gawker doesn't have $115 million, you know, so I don't know how he's going to recoup any of that shit. Um, I've heard, like, conflicting things where it's like, well, they only have to pay out 50 mil. Well, who the fuck said they had 50 mil? You know, so I, I don't know what they have or, or what's what or what could even be paid out, but they got a big-ass fucking judgment. Um, it's crazy to me. I still don't trust none of those fucking people in that situation because, you know, Bubba the Love Sponge is a fucking wife. They're not married anymore. And the dude taped it. And at the end of the tape, you know, he, he came on the video and said fucking something about, like, their lottery payout or their retirement fund, this tape being a shit. And, uh, you know, Bubba was on, on Howard Stern the other day. And, you know, he, he, Howard was trying to, like, and Howard's always been cool with him. And he was trying to just be up front with him and, and ask him, like, hey, you know, why were you doing this? You know, why were you taping it to begin with? And he's like, well, I can't answer that. Uh, you know, uh, I was wrong for doing it, but we're not going to get into the reasons why and this and this. And, like, it was just – it just sounded like some bitch ass shit. But either way you look at it, like, how many of your friends would you just stop fucking talking to? in the public for at least 10 years for like $115 million. Or you guys could keep on the low. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, who's to say that they didn't just make a, a super best friend fucking agreement? Like, look, man, let's pretend like we don't exist to each other for like $115 million. You know, we'll just, we'll just fucking lay low and, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, there's there's so many things that could be going on because obviously the dude knew it was being taped. 
Hogan, I don't know if he fucking knew it was being taped, but he made out. I mean, goddamn. Uh, I, I mean, two highest paid porn stars ever, fucking Hulk Hogan and Kim Kardashian. That's it, man. You don't make more money than those two motherfuckers on a sex tape. It's just crazy. So, I don't know. Um, fucking video game talk real quick. You know, I bought the UFC game. Return that shit the next day. The UFC game to me, now look, I'm not a fucking gamer. I, I You know, I, I've had video game systems my whole life, but there's a certain age where I became like a job-having motherfucker, like a six-day-a-week working dude, which I've been doing for 15 years. I've been at the same job for 15 years working six days a week. So I haven't had like excessive time to become, you know, phenomenal at any games, but I do enjoy playing games here and there. I mean, up until I got the PS4, I would go months without touching the game and then I'd play like a couple games of Madden and then you know pretty much it now I'm I'm trying to really get into these games because the, the fucking graphics are cool as shit and maybe it's just because it's new to me I don't know but uh, I'm getting real into shit especially that Star Wars um that shit is off the chain um so I was like you know UFC I remember I used to have a UFC I forget I think it was PS2 or some shit maybe even um Dreamcast but it was like a real bang out game where like you just fucking beat the shit out of each other and you know you go back and forth trying to you know submit each other. But it was easy to like go back and forth and it was a little bit of just like combination and hand speed and just trying to like keep up to what they were trying to put on you and, and that type of thing. Well, this new UFC is really fucking based off of meters. Like, like if anybody out there doesn't know what I'm talking about and. You kick field goals in Madden. You know what I mean? Like the bar goes and swings to the other side of the screen, and you got to hit it when it hits that end, and you hit it when it hits that end, and then you get the distance on the field goal, that type of shit, or you're kicking the ball off. All right, like in Madden, no problem. Boom, kick, kicks over. Now we're playing We're playing the game, you know? Well, the whole UFC game is basically like that. As soon as you grapple, just to switch positions, you got to do the, the meter thing. And then you switch the position, and then he toggles his position, then you got to toggle out of that shit. And I, I spent the entire match just looking at this little yellow meter. I couldn't even take my eyes off that to look at the fucking fighters. So after, like, so long of that, and I was trying to get used to it and this and that, and I'm just like, even when I started to do pretty good, I was like, this is some bullshit, because I'm I'm not even looking at the fucking fighters, man. The graphics are good, all of this shit is good, but... I can't even concentrate on what the fuck is going on here. So I was like, fuck this game. I took a fucking financial beating on that shit. Uh, you know, you bring it by GameStop and they just like fucking hit you in the knees with a bat and hand you like a fucking a keychain or some shit. They're like, this is what it's worth now. And I mean, good luck with that knee. You know what I mean? Like, they're just fucked up. And um, so I ended up getting the WWE game, which also has a lot of fucking meter influence. I don't know what the fuck pie chart creating motherfucker is creating these games these days. But, you know, the WWE game is good. I, you know, don't get me wrong, but fucking the submissions are crazy. Crazy as fuck, man. You got to, like, like spin your, your joystick around and try to chase, get away from the other color. It's like, like a whole different thing, man. Back. You know that old fucking uh, everybody still plays those fucking no mercies and shit. 
those were the shit, man. And there wasn't any of that crazy meter shit to beat. And now that now they're they're getting all locked up with this meter stuff. So they pretty much sent me right back to Star Wars. I'm not done with the WWE game, but I'm definitely not like enthusiastic about playing that shit after a day of work. Um, I haven't had a whole lot, lot of time to play any of it, any any of this shit. But um, when I do have a, have a few minutes to play something, I'm I'm right on that fucking Star Wars because I can run around and try to shoot motherfuckers and, and try to avoid getting shot. I mean, it's real simple and straightforward. At the same time, I'm getting my ass whooped, so it's not simple. But at least it's, you could pick it up and play it, unlike this other crazy shit where you're trying to beat a fucking meter from hitting it. I just, I'm just not into that shit, man. So anyway, um, uh, my birthday was uh, well, fucking Monday. I didn't really do shit on Monday. Just went to work, went to gym, normal, normal day shit. Um, got one of those ice cream cakes from Walmart. If, if anybody hasn't tried that and like some different type of ice cream cake, they got um, I guess it's like Walmart brand ice cream cake, Sam's or whatever the fuck they call it, and um, they got a turtle one. It's, you know, with the caramel and the chocolate and shit is off the hook, man. Uh, so, I, you know, I fucked with that. The kids love it. Um, except for the big one. She hates that shit. But it is what it is. My birthday. So, uh, we got that. And, uh, then Tuesday night, I went out to AC. And, you know, I mean, lost, lost like 80 bucks. So, you know, wasn't great that way. But, uh, you know, I had fun. I like the fucking money wheel. That's my favorite thing. That's the only thing I play. Uh, I think the the slots are just like throwing your money in a paper shredder. And um, every once in a while, like paper shredder jams and you get a couple bucks back. But it's it's fucked up. And, uh, you know, the, the money wheel, you can at least see that you almost won, <laughs> you know, where the, the slots, I mean, I guess the numbers almost come up and, you know, all of that bullshit. But, it just seems so fucking random. You can see the the wheels slowing down like it's about to maybe not, uh, you know. But, uh, I mean, the last time we went there, which was probably a year ago, definitely a year ago, we um we both walked away with money and shit off of the money wheel. So, you know, it's it's definitely a winnable thing, and, yeah, you can do all right with it. Um, but I enjoy it. And, and it lasts a while, too. You can stand in front of that shit for for a couple hours and not really blow through, you know, a couple hundred hours or nothing, you know, just playing it little by little. Um, so that was cool. Um, then, you know, we stayed over there. The next morning was fucked up because I, I fucked my whole routine up. I woke up in the morning and normal, my, my regimen is on fucking point as far as my diet and all of that. Um, dinners kind of, you know, different things, but the first part of my day, every single day is the same shit. I eat fucking six eggs and, um, six eggs and, um, a cup of oatmeal every morning. Then I, then I do up my vitamins, my aminos, all that. Lunch is, um, a half pound of ground beef and a half cup of brown rice every day. So by midday, like I'm I'm up on 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 all that, you know what I mean, and you know, and I have my coffee in the morning, so I got the caffeine going, you know, early with that. When I uh, when I woke up in the hotel, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm gonna be able to get coffee, whatever. So I I got these mints, these they got like 40 milligrams of, of caffeine in them. I got them in the the wad box and shit. 
and they're pretty good. You know, so I, I ate one of those because I was like, I don't want to be down on caffeine for too long, start getting a headache or anything like that. So I ate one of those. Then went down, uh, you know, we were looking to see if the money wheel was open. It wasn't open. So I was like, fuck. Uh, we went and put shit in the car, uh, you know, to check out or whatever. And then I went and got a coffee with two fucking shots of espresso in it. Now, I still didn't eat fucking food. So the shit just fucked me up where, like, my body just felt like garbage. Like, I felt, like, nauseous and just felt like shit until we got home. And I didn't just go straight home. I went to Blackwood, to my favorite fucking thing in Blackwood, Aquarium Center. Um, probably the best fish store in New Jersey. Um, especially because, you know, I got African cichlids. And their African cichlid um, selection is just off the fucking hook, man. Um, so I went over there. I got a few um, really, really nice fish. They're they're a tropius, which is like a high, high class African cichlid, man. They're they're off the hook, and um, yeah. So I was really happy with that. But like I said, felt like shit all the way home. And I was gonna do the podcast yesterday, and then just said, "Fuck, man! I just wanted to lay around and just like rest off my horrible nutrition and just body feeling like shit." Then I just went back in my routine today, and I feel great. So. Is what it is. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, speaking of AC, um, I kind of link a you know old old somewhat of a story to um, Fight Dog passed away, man. Um, Tribe Claw Quest, Fight Dog. I mean, everybody knows who a Tribe Claw Quest is, man. They're they're absolute legends, and um, man, it, it's it's crazy because uh, you know. You haven't really heard from them in a while. They had like a break up together, get break up, get back together, and um, I, I had never heard anything about you know Fife's health being bad or anything like that. But boom, he's gone. You know, he's in his forties. I think he was like forty five or some shit like this. Um, you know, it's, it's a shame, man. But um, back when I was must have been like fifteen, sixteen years old, I used to go out to um, Atlantic City with. Um, with my boy Jeremy, uh, not the one that I'm currently friends with that does, this, you know, the synopsis on the shows and everything, another dude. And uh, his parents used to go to AC all the time. And they, they would get, you know, they would go out there and gamble their asses off. We would just go out there with them and just fucking roam the fucking hotel because, we, you know, we weren't old enough to go and gamble or be on the floors or any of that. So they would just kind of let us loose in fucking Atlantic City and, we would like fucking run around the hotels being jerk offs and and uh you know, fucking with the boardwalk and you know, hitting up whatever arcades or whatever we could. And uh, you know, we would just have fun. But man, like at that time we were just walking the fucking hotels like yelling fucking tribal call quest lyrics. Like that that was like you know, as far as uh tribe call quest, the first thing that pops into my mind is we're just we're just walking around singing that fucking Midnight Marauders album. Fucking crazy. And um yeah, it's a shame, man. You know, it dude's so young and fucking legendary. This this is the thing, man. You know, you, you get guys all the time, just absolute legends and people you know, you you just wouldn't think of that are just gonna be gone in a second. That's why I'm not about any kind of fucking slouch shit, man. I, it's your fucking time is limited, and you don't even have the numbers, so she could be today, tomorrow, she could be any time, and uh, you just gotta wake the fuck up and get at it, man, and, and don't do anything half speed, because, you know, you might not get that second chance and shit, uh, 
shit's crazy, man. That's why just, just fucking go at it, man. Make a fucking impact. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to take a break, come back. Uh, I got a CZW show to review. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot to say about that shit. Here goes some um, fucking uh, MOP and Uncle Murder. Crazy. We got right out to Brooklyn. Big shout to MOP. Shout to Uncle Murder. Shout to Suits on the track, track and tear music. It's serious right now. That means murder. New York City. That means murder. Hold up the peace sign, assalamu alaikum Motherfuck that mule in the 40 acres Throw up the G sign, I'll pull out a spray from Dodging bullets since the days of Ronald Reagan When you look in these eyes I used to ride around the field on the MV5 Screaming all of my men be live Fuck around, I'll send your ass to the friendly skies Nigga, I raised y'all, but I hate y'all bastards My straight jacket was an eight ball jacket When I was in the streets, sucking rapid fire You was in the crib, sucking the pacifier This is Harlem World, Brownsville, East New York From the era where we tote that hawk I'm cut from a different club, homie We got this bitch sewn up This is murder, we don't give no fucks murder Shout out to all the websites that support real hip-hop. That means murder. Shout out to RapRadar.com. Shout out to NotRight.com. AllHipHop.com. Play it with us. InflexWeTrust.com. Oh, we back at it. East New York, Brownsville, nigga. Come on. Whoa. Go Brooklyn. Let's do something. Bring it to this kid that I brought before. He ain't do nothing. What's up? Him and a few of his mans whispering. We in the club. I got a bitch next to him. She listening. She said it don't make no sense starting with him. He ain't talking about popping off. He scared that you gon' rob him again. Had to hear him in the face. Shit of her. I he yell. He a bitch. He probably grew up in the crib full of females. If he gets shot and don't die, he gon' tell. Dope, coke, pills, and weed is what we sell. We fucking nine to five. We be in the trap. Fuck who used to run this block. They ain't getting it back. Or he just did a dime, just getting out. Let's play for him. We gon' kill him at the halfway house. Six feet under is where we put the nigga. Play from Harlem, but move like a Brooklyn nigga. Independently. Suckers. 
All right. Cry, survive Shaking your bones are breaking. Yeah, yeah. Life did not see the lightning crown. I come to battle of inside. Ring fear, ring the war. I became a fat mess. I was 446 pounds at one point. When you're overweight or you feel different or you don't fit in, you have low self-worth. But when you have self-worth, you inherit the earth. I used to love to party and drink. And when I mean drink, I would get more fucked up than most of the guys you know in wrestling. When I call 30 to 40 overweight people a day, do you think I can eat? Eating boxes of fucking, you know, Twinkies and Hostesses and, you know, it's it's fast food and you don't have somebody there guiding you and it's like... Every day you eat is every day you have to work out. I would rather take a shit on his chest. I love you unconditionally, even though you've got a, you know, like... A sharp tongue, and you can be harsh sometimes. I got hepatitis. You look so handsome today. I can hardly deal with not climbing over this desk. Basically, I'm six foot four, uh, and I was a lot fatter back then than I am now. Although I am still fat. I am very worried about our young people, and we need to take care of them, or they're not going to live as long as their parents. And this is really something very important to me, and it's my life dream to be able to go and continue going to schools and teaching them about stretching and aerobics, cardio and strength training because I want them to have a better life than I did. I don't want them to grow up to be me. I want them to be healthy. I remember Necro beating me with a shoe. When I went to the bathroom, they would, the stall, they would put lighter fluid under and put a flame to it to burn me. I let him stick syringes in my arms. Um, I, I let him put them in my head. So I'm going to really hold on to you. And, you know, you have my address. I do love red roses, but I'll take pink or white or yellow. I had to learn. Like, dude, I'm a guy who, like I said, I fucked up every way possible. I had to learn the hard way. I want to take my clothes off. And I love you. You know, when the king gets upset, he doesn't call for his wife or the cook. He calls for the court jester. Let's try and put that in. Just a minute. All right. So, CZW's proving ground. Oh, man. Uh, I missed the, the pre-show, which is just fine for me. Um, I can read it. Uh, Kit Osborne beat Dan O'Hare and, uh, via disqualification. Um, so there's that. Aaron Williams beat Alexander, the returning Alexander James. So I'm glad I missed that as well. I like Aaron Williams, but, um, I, I don't know what the purpose of bringing Alexander James back is. Um, he was not over the first time. And they, they pushed and pushed and pushed, and it, it didn't fucking work. So anyway, now, you know, walking in, again, I, you know, I got to address the, the, the same fucking thing. Now, it, it wasn't quite as rapey as it was last month with the fucking security at the door, but they're still getting pretty fucking frisky with the frisking, you know? It, it, the dude didn't have me turn around or anything like the fucking last time, but, you know, it, it, just, it's still, I, I don't know what the fuck they're looking for. I really don't know what the fuck they're looking for. Uh, it, it still baffles me, you know? So, I, I don't know. I'm crazy. And, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, and, and it's like, hey, 
you, you got everything out of your pockets. Yeah, you take your shit out of your pockets, and then they still feel up and down your fucking legs and shit. Like, what do I have, a gun strapped to my inner thigh? Like, how many motherfuckers are you going to catch with that type of shit going on? You know what I mean? Like, even cops, like, they're for the most part going to, like, fill your pockets. Like, they, you know, you take the shit out of your pockets, and then they pat, like, where your pockets are at. And that's it. You know what I mean? If they're straight up searching you to put you in a fucking car or something... Then you might get the whole up the fucking leg shit, but for the most part, they don't go too fucking crazy with all that. You know what I mean? You're entering the fucking, uh, the flyer's skate zone. You know what I mean? You just walk by motherfuckers ice skating holding their hands, and you got a fucking, you got a pat up and down my fucking legs, yo. I mean, I, I don't really understand the reasoning behind it. I gotta, at some point or another, I'm gonna have to, talk to one of these uh, higher-ups in CZW and find out the actual fucking threat, the, the reason, what, what's the fucking issue. Anyway, um, and then, you know, the, the the consistent theme, you know, with, with wrestling crowd, this is why, like, you know, I'm going to go to fucking um, Best of the Best, and I'm going to go to Tournament of Death. I, I have, and I, I'm going to go to Jersey All-Pro, of course, on the, on the 30th. Um, which is just going to be a rough, rough day because I got the, the beast earlier that day. But, um, and then I, I'm really going to start, like, not making, like, wrestling show plans because I, I can watch plenty of wrestling at home. I, I am so, I, I'm just, like, the CZW crowd in general, and, and it's not just CZW, but CZW is definitely, like, on the higher end of, of just, like, the amount of trash, like, people who I would never be found within 10 feet of. Like, man, I, I was lucky enough to get a fucking chair this time. So I sit down, and the motherfuckers, they just eat, like, fistfuls of popcorn. Where they, they have to, like, use their wrist to shove it into their mouth because they have that much in their in their pans. And it's just just sloppy motherfuckers, like non-showering, dirty motherfuckers, man. It's crazy as fuck. And let me just fast forward real quick to this story um, that, you know, progressed towards the main event. But this one dude that was sitting near me, this motherfucker had one of those Pepper Parks uh, Cherry Bomb uh, Protein Shakes shirts on. But I didn't know they made that shit in, like, Under Armour like <laughs> material because this motherfucker was pear-shaped there was no way the front of that shirt applied to any part of his fucking life man like there was no sex or weights there was weight around this motherfucker's stomach looked like a fucking tire this dude and this shit couldn't have been tighter around his stomach he was shaped like a pear and the stomach that was pushing his shirt out at the fucking seams man like the shit was, <laughs> the shit was serious, man, and and I'm cracking up because like the front of the shirt says some shit that completely contradicts what the rest of the shirt is doing on your body, man. Like, out, man, I would wear a real, real big fucking shirt. Like even this. Here's the other thing too. Now, right before the the Tremont match, they're uh, they're doing like the introductions and shit. And I'm looking at this motherfucker because at this point in the show, I'm just look, I'm just trying to find something else to fucking entertain me. And I look at this motherfucker, and now this fucking tight ass shirt is riding up, so like his whole fucking like belly and back are hanging out, right? Now me, look, I got fucking abs and shit. 
If I feel a little air on my skin, I pull my fucking shirt down because I don't mind having my shirt off and shit, but I have it on. I don't just, like, let my fucking shirt ride all up and shit like this. You know what I mean? And and my body looks good. So it's fucking strange to me when motherfuckers look like a bag of garbage, like a flesh-colored bag of garbage, and somehow they're okay with the shirt being all halfway up they fucking... You know what I mean? Shit is crazy. So this dude, he's like... He's got the fucking shirt riding up. And now he's leaning, like, halfway off the chair. So you know how, like, the... Like, the back of the chair goes kind of like an upside-down U, right? Well, he's got the middle of his back leaning on the one side of it. So I don't I don't even know, like, he's fully sitting on this chair because, like, his weight should take him off of it because it's not balanced anymore. But he's got it like that, and he, so he's got the one side of the bar pushing in between his now exposed fucking back fat. And his shit created, like, a big fat ass, like, he had, like, back ass, you know what I mean, because the fat was pushing up against the one rod of the chair, and I'm just dying because it looked like a big fucking ass crack just pressed against this fucking thing, and then knowing that the front of the shirt says sex, weights, and protein shake, the shit was, I, I was almost fucking dying, man, like, that was the fucking most entertaining thing about the main event to me, I don't want to skip forward to that, but. God damn, that shit was fucking crazy. And this is the type of motherfuckers that I'm getting frisked so I can sit in the fucking presence of. I, I'm I'm letting some motherfucker, some like fucking twenty year old fucking dude. I'm fucking thirty eight years old. I'm letting some motherfucker feel up and down my legs so I can sit ten feet away from a guy sticking fucking popcorn in his mouth with his fucking wrist, and, and another dude wearing a fucking belly shirt. Making him fuck, making a back ass out of the, out of himself on the fucking chair. So this this is where you start to really you know think about your fucking life decisions on on what you do for entertainment. This is some crazy shit right here. So anyway, um, back to the show. Uh, I know I didn't get into any wrestling yet. Uh, all right, so the show starts out and um, they do a little segment with the Dub Boys and um, TV Ready where. Um, Nate Carter comes out dressed like these and shit, and he's calling himself Sabian and this and that, and he's trying to do the impersonation. He's got, like, Jesus' whole old blackout gimmick on. And, um, you know, it, it was actually pretty funny. Um, I'm not a Dub Boys fan. I'm really not. Um, but this wasn't bad. I mean, it, you know, the, the segment wasn't bad. I thought it was pretty funny. And then um, – the match didn't didn't linger too long. I think if the match was longer, I would have been just fucking disgusted by it, and 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 you know I would have been completely done with it. Um, so it wasn't bad for what it was. It really wasn't. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give them credit for definitely being you know on the side of entertaining the Dub Boys, and you know I'm a fan of TV Ready. I previous to um. Pepper teaming up with uh with G's, I, I wasn't a fan of him. Um, thing is, is I've always thought he was a good wrestler, but I was just not a fan of him. Like he didn't really, he didn't excite me in the ring. He didn't do anything. No Beckham. He didn't do anything like that. Really, you know, it, it didn't stand out to me. And then the gimmick to me, to me, is just ridiculous because it's like, oh, you're a wrestler that goes to the gym. And, uh, you, you know, you do protein shakes. All right, like, that's fucking the majority of wrestlers. So I don't really understand what your gimmick is. You know what I mean? It's like, 
I don't know. That that shit is crazy to me. I mean, it's like the crowd having a gimmick that they eat fucking popcorn with their fucking wrist. I mean, they all do that shit. Why why would you make that a shirt? But um, so uh, so I don't know. But it, you know, it, it was good. And then after the match, um, the hit squad came out. And although they got a reaction, they didn't get the reaction that an old school CZW crowd would. Man, like if. If this was back in the day, and I'm, I'm not even trying to give the arena that much credit. I'm just saying, like, that era, where they were still in the arena and they were still getting those reactions and stuff like that. The fucking hit squad coming out as a tag team in CBW, that's fucking crazy, man. After all these years, that's fucking crazy. So... I'm excited to see, you know, they're coming out. That's going to happen in May. They got that lined up for May 14th. I, I'm already telling you right now, I'm not going to the fucking May show. Because, again, like I said, best of the best, tournament of death, and fucking you better impress me with a motherfucking card because I can watch this shit from home, man. This is, you know what I mean? For, like, fucking $10. Like, I, I don't need I don't need to make a fucking night out of sitting with fucking disgusting people who aren't on my fucking level and getting felt up by some fucking dude who's not on my level. You know what I mean? Not not to sound arrogant, but these motherfuckers, they're not like me, man. You know? And, and at 38, I'm just going to go and fucking hang with them and pretend like, you know, I'm at their mercy at that point. You know, fuck that shit. So anyway, um, next up was Tim Donce defeating Sozio. I don't like Tim Dance, man. He don't do shit for me. The only Tim Dance match I fucking liked was uh, him versus Janela. And then the the one with him and Gacy was just bumps all over the place, so that was pretty crazy. But, you know, I mean, that that, that was like the cap off of a feud. So, I mean, I, take that for what it's worth. You know what I mean? it's That's not just your standard match with another dude. I mean, that, that's after many matches against each other that I didn't like at all. So, um, but I don't, I don't like him. Um, and it's not a heel thing. Like I don't, I don't play that face heel shit. I'm not 12. You know what I mean? So I don't hate a guy cause he's a bad guy or because he said something about the crowd. You know what I mean? Like I, I just don't play that shit, man. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't like it. And the, the, here's, here's the other problem, man. Last year, I said it time and time again. Sozio did not belong being the fucking world champion. He didn't. He just fucking did. Now, I like Sozio as far as a person, man. Like, he's a good dude. I, I really enjoy talking to him and shit. I enjoy having him on the show. And he, he's just an overall good dude. I like the dude. But there's a place, and I'm going to get right back to the same fucking point in a minute with another dude. There's a place on the card for people. Um and mid-card is fine. There's nothing wrong with a fucking mid-carder. I mean, there's not. Like, how many fucking superstar, legendary fucking wrestlers were were lifetime mid-carders? You know what I mean? Mr. Perfect wasn't a fucking main eventer. I mean, you, you could put him on the main event, but was he he's a world champion type of dude? Nah, he was that intercontinental champion, mid, you know, mid-card guy. You know, that that's kind of that was his fucking role and there's a lot of fucking guys that was just what I just threw out and you know I'm not looking for exceptions or whatever but it is what it is there's guys that fit in certain places on the card 
and it's their job to fucking light up that portion of the card. Try to steal the fucking show from your spot on the card. But when you push people into a place that they don't they don't belong, not only does it create somewhat of resentment through the fans going like, dude, this, is, this isn't right, and then you just force it and force it because that's DJ's way of doing things. He's just... He just pushes it and pushes it because he could do that because it's his show and he's fucking stupid. He's just he's overall he's big and stupid. He's got a head like a fucking watermelon and nothing but fucking seeds inside. He's fucking stupid. Um, so uh, uh, you know that's the thing. And and the other problem is is you can't stay consistent with it because whether you want to put him in that spot or not, within a year's time he's gonna be back where he fucking where he's gonna be at. And now, right now, DJ wanted fucking Sozio to be world champion last year. He wanted to legitimize him as world fucking champion. The guy at the top of his motherfucking roster. The the guy at the top of the fucking card. Headlining the motherfucking show, right? He can't even come up with something for him right now. He's got him as a space filler. Tim Donaldson wasn't scheduled to fight fucking Sozio. Danny Havoc wasn't fucking there. So, so fucking Sozio fought Tim Dons. There wasn't anything fucking built for Sozio to fight fucking Dons. That's what that was. And last month, Sozio was against, uh, he was he was in a six-man tag with Connor Claxton, who already has his own stable, but they just put him in that anyway. And then it was supposed to be Bucks Belmar, and then he was gone, and I think it was Frankie Picard or some kind of shit. You know what I mean? This is what fucking they're doing with Sozio now because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. There's no consistency. You don't put him way up top, especially when you don't know where he's going to land on the fucking rest of the card the following year. I'm not saying you need to know a year in advance where you're going to be booking guys, but if you have no, no plan to keep some kind of push or attention on that guy's fucking future, you don't put the fucking world title on the guy. Because you made your, you're continuing to make your own shit look like a sham as you bury this dude on the card and just kind of use him as a filler guy. It makes your last year's decision as a world champion look like garbage. That, that's what it does. So this is what it is. And you, you turn Sozio face because you thought that was a good idea. He lost to Tim Don and got to fucking get the fuck out and please uh, don't come back, champ. The fans were chanting, don't come back and get the fuck out after he lost to the guy who's supposed to be the heel. The match wasn't over for shit. It was a complete fucking waste and a just horrible fucking booking. See, and that's my thing for the most part. It's like there's guys I like and there's guys I don't like, but my standpoint isn't necessarily like don't book the guys that I don't like, but do something with them that makes sense and fucking dedicate to it fucking stick to it and, 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 you know, build something. You got fucking nothing, man. You, it, it's it's fucking crazy. They had Tim Donce fuck Ricky Shane Page out of a roster spot by allowing Danny Havoc to beat him. Stipulation was Danny Havoc gets a world title shot if he wins. If Ricky Shane Page wins, he gets a roster spot. Ricky Shane Page gets fucked out of out of winning. 
and immediately gets put into the two tournaments of, tor- uh, of fucking TCW. He immediately gets put in the best of the best, and he immediately gets put in the tournament of death. So he didn't own the roster spot, but he got booked into two fucking two of the biggest shows of the year in the fucking tournament. Your booking is garbage. I mean, your booking is absolute garbage. You're putting up a fucking stipulation and then immediately shitting on it. It's just it's retarded. It's like five dollar wrestling. That that's that's the type of fucking mentality. It's like freight train is booking these motherfucking shows. Um, so the next up is uh, Scarlet and Graves, which is uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz with uh, JT Davidson versus the Nation of Intoxication. This wasn't terrible. Um, I I will stick with my thing. I should only have to say this one more time. They did absolutely nothing to build Desmond Xavier to best of the best. They gave him a spot in best of the best. He was the first guy announced as best of the best, and that was in uh, December, Cage of Death. And they did they did absolutely nothing. They put him in a fucking tag team and tried to build that tag team to something as legitimate. But they should have had him running through fucking cruiserweights. They should have put him in an eight-man or a six-man. Not eight-man. Like a four like. Like a four-way dance, fucking three-way, something like that. Had him come out on top. And convincingly, like, holy shit, show how impressive this fucking dude is. And then maybe, you know, when they put over, um, who the fuck they put over? Put, um, I think Masada over Fox last month. Put that fucking kid over Fox. And then it's like, oh, fuck, this kid beat IR Fox, man. And then this month, put him in that fucking, you know, that four-way or something like that and have him come out on top of that shit convincingly. You know, have, have a crazy spot fest match, have him come out on top looking strong where it looks like, fuck, he beat Fox, he beat these other three dudes in a four-way. Man, this this dude might be unstoppable going into best of the best. And then you think maybe, just maybe, this fucking dude could have a run. And at that point, you could work his match at best of the best as a back-and-forth type thing, and shit, can he go to the second round? Even if he's a first-round guy, you built something that makes it look like he stands a chance. But you didn't do that. You just you immediately gave him a spot in best of the best and then put him in tag matches all the way to best of the best? What the fuck kind of shit is that? It shit doesn't make any sense. And then Connor Claxton last month is with fucking Sozio and, and fucking... Frankie Picard, I think that was the third dude, and um, and then this month he's back, you know, with Lucky, who we haven't seen in a couple months, and then, you know, they take that loss there. So, uh, JT Davidson got the biggest fucking reaction of the night, though, so good for him. I mean, he, he got fucking heel heat like a motherfucker. It was, that was just like boo across the motherfucking board. That was Good for him. So, um, there's that. Um, next up, Greg Excellent versus Joe Gacy. Um, now, now here, here's here's my thing. This is, you know, like I was saying about uh, Sozio. Um, Greg Excellent does not belong in the fucking main event. Now, again, that does not mean that Greg Excellent is not a good wrestler or I don't like Greg Excellent. I do like Greg Excellent. I think he's he's a very valuable guy on the fucking card. Now, going down this road where you cut promos about 
fuck this guy because he's not here, or fuck that guy because he's not here. If Greg Exlund's phone rang and fucking Lucha Underground was on the other hand and said, hey, I'll pay you this much and you'll get fucking TV exposure, he'd be on the fucking plane too. He's got a family to feed, and he loves professional wrestling. If the phone was ringing from the same offices that are calling these other fucking places away, I, I, I don't know that he's going to say, I, you know, I can't speak for him, but I don't know that he's going to say, never mind that shit, I'm loyal to DJ Hyde, because personally, I think he'd be a fucking idiot to do that. I think anybody would be a fucking idiot to do that. You see the way that these cards are booked. You see the way that these shows are booked. There's no attention to detail. There's no attention to the future, to any consistency, to anything. So anyone that's just like, I'm not answering the phone for that Ring of Honor thing that's coming. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, you know, Ring of Honor's calling. Oh, block that call. You know, like, fuck you. You're not doing that because they're not calling. So you really can't criticize that. As far as you've been there a long time, you deserve the title. That it doesn't work that way either. In my opinion, if you can't blow the fucking roof off of that place, if you can't put on a match that has the crowd chanting CZW and holy shit and on their fucking feet, then you don't belong in the main event of CZW. You don't belong in the main event fucking anywhere. If you can't be the guy who is blowing the fucking roof off, who has the fans jumping up and down, not laughing in the fucking comedy match in the middle, not fucking, you know, liking to see you because you're a great dude, and, and you can work fucking caliber of matches. Why the fuck is Sammy Callahan in the main event? Because he works another level of fucking match. Why is Matt Tremont in the main event? Same deal. The people who are in those fucking top spots, that Joey Janela, Greg Exlin can't put the crowd where Joey Janela does. He can't. He can't fucking do it. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, And I don't mean it is disrespect to Greg, but the fucking truth is the truth. And I, and I turned to fucking my friend that I was with, and I said, yo, man, if – him and fucking Joe Gacy can go out and blow the fucking roof off this crowd like it's the fucking main event, well, then that clearly tells you that, that he should be in the fucking main event. If, if the things they're doing out there don't get this fucking crowd riled up like they can't wait to fucking, you know, for the next move, they can't, you know, they're fucking hyped throughout this match. Because if, if they do that, then that says, oh, well, Greg has proven – Fuck, man, he is ready for that main event and this and that. You know, when Greg fought fucking Matt Tremont a couple of years ago, Cage of Death, and the, you know, food, ultra-violent food fight or whatever, everybody thought it was bullshit. Everybody. Everybody was like, what the fuck are they doing with Matt Tremont? This is some bullshit here. You know, and I, and, and I don't remember a fucking thing about the match. Greg has worked some really good fucking matches in CZW. Do I think any one of them belonged on the fucking main event? Absolutely not. And you're loyal. You've been there for a long time. Good. Fantastic. You fucking, uh, that doesn't make you just, uh, like, if you just hang out for long enough, you should be handed the belt. And, and I honestly feel that that's why fucking now Zun got it. He just happened to be there for a long fucking time. Not because he ever belonged in the main event or belonged in the fucking world title picture. He's supposed to be a face and he got a uh, get the fuck out chant this, this past show. 
What does that tell you about his fucking ability to be over? I mean, it's fucking crazy. And that's just how I feel, man. They're building this up. If they put fucking Matt Tremont versus Greg Excellent in fucking May, do you think a single fucking person shows up to see that match? To see that match. I can't wait to see Greg versus Matt. Anyone says that shit that isn't related to Greg Excellent. No, man, no. And it's it's just fucking brutal honesty. It is what it is. Does Greg Excellent belong in CZW? Absolutely. He's tremendously fucking entertaining. He can work in the ring with other dudes. Can he blow the fucking roof off that place and be the fucking close to a show? No, no. And, and, hey, man, if you've got a fucking ace in your back pocket and you want to pull out the best performance of your career and prove me wrong, fine. Now, follow that and do it night in and night out. So that way, if you get the push and you fucking work that, make it not look like, again, like Niles Young. He gets put in the fucking main event. He gets put in the world title shot. A year later, they're shuffling him all over the card, and, and he's a fill-in match guy, a dark match or a tag match or a, six man or uh, oh this guy's not here okay you're in you know that that's what the guy ends up being that's not that's not where a main eventer lies you know you don't wind up with a fucking main eventer somewhere else like geez had the title guess what he's got the fucking tag titles now he's a big part of a picture and he's working some shit where you got the fucking hit squad coming in so he's still got big shit going on you know i i mean it's got to be, you know, someone who stays within the mix where where you got, there's a legitimacy to it. Not just, I've been here a lot longer, da, 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 da. I should be in the world title picture. Hey, Joe Gacy, he's fighting Greg Excellent for a world title shot? What kind of shit is that? Joe Gacy lost the fucking wire title and walked away like it didn't matter anymore. So the next thing you know, he fights Greg Excellent and gets the fucking world title shot if he wins? What the fuck kind of... Where's the ranking system made up? That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy, man. I just... I don't get it. I don't get it, and it doesn't... You know, you can book whatever the fuck you want, DJ. It doesn't mean anyone's going to give a fuck about it. Um, Next up is... The four-way, which was match of the show. Easily match of the show. Uh, Leo Rush beat Joey Janela, David Starr, and Dave Chris. And um, he became the new Wired champion, but I also saw on the, my news feed today that he just signed with Ring of Honor. So maybe I'm wrong, but I would think that means he can't work CZW anymore, which means they have to like vacate the title or some shit. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's got, like, a couple more appearances in him or something and they can actually legitimately put the title back on somebody so it doesn't look like complete trash. But it's just hilarious if they would put him on the title, put the title on him, and then he would legitimately not be able to defend it after that. It shows, like, what a ridiculous decision that was. But who knows? I mean, it is, you know, uh, I know he was supposed to fight Joey Janela in Texas. He got a whole heel promo about it. He's got other shit to do that night. And legitimately, he has Ring of Honor to work. So, fuck, man. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what goes on there. Um, now, this match was great. Yeah, you, know, you go see this fucking match. This match was fucking bananas. It was a lot of fun. 
Unfortunately, that's got lost in the shuffle because there's a bigger thing. Well, I don't even want to call it a bigger thing, but um, there's a bigger controversy or whatever you want to call it being talked about coming off this match. Now, that being um, before before the match, there's uh, a couple guys in the crowd who've been chanting anti-Jewish stuff at David Starr. They've been throwing change at David Starr and everything else. Now, he's tolerated this for months. They've been doing this shit for a long time now. Um, I remember, I think, Cage of Death. I think they were doing it to him at Cage of Death, from what I remember, too, because I was actually in the front row that month, so I was a little closer to it. But, um, so, all this shit's been going on for a while, and, you know, he's been tolerating it. Now, when he went to to uh, Germany for the WXW thing, he, um, yeah, he visited some, you know, historical sites that, you know, you know, had, had history, you know, with the Holocaust and all of that stuff. And, you know, terrible, terrible things went on back then. So, it, you know, it obviously, you know, being up close to some of this stuff, it made an impact on him. And, you know, I, I mean, nothing wrong with that because he, you know, he's, He's Jewish, and, you know, to go there and know that, you know, your ancestors went through that type of shit, man, what was it? It was probably, like, last month or the month before. Uh, Jerry Springer was on Howard Stern, and he went on there, and he started talking about some of the different shit from the Holocaust because I think his parents were in it or something. Um, you know, he, he definitely he had family that were, you know, involved in it and stuff, and, and some of the fucking stories, they're just chilling like it's a horror movie it's nothing short of a horror movie you know i mean it's just and it's reality i mean so to know that that type of shit went on if it gets put a little bit in in perspective and you start to really realize like the type of shit that went on it's fucking chilling so i again you know all respect to to him for being moved by that stuff because fuck man who wouldn't be um now you know, going into this, I have I have a lot of varying opinions on this. Um, one now, CZW is like a not family friendly show. It's a show that you know many people can get on the mic and and call it, including DJ Hyde, is called "Girls in the Crowd Cunts," and. Um, I mean, back in the day, fucking, I don't want to say back in the day, like, that was the time, but, um, you know, a while back, fucking Rebel was out there fucking hitting ruckus in the face with buckets of chicken and fucking swinging watermelons at him, and again, I know this is an agreed-upon work and all that stuff. I'm not saying it should be okay um, for the fans to say or do whatever they want in the crowd, but... I don't think it should go into the realm of kicking anybody out. Now, I know no one was kicked out. Number one, one of the people involved in this is, is a money marker DJ. Uh, his grandfather is the, um, the fucking Frank Purdue, the chicken guy. He's, he's the guy who bakes cookies for the fans. Like, he's, he's clearly something fucking wrong with this guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's a grown fucking man. He's in his 40s. He bakes fucking cookies for the crowd, and his grandfather was a fucking multi-fucking millionaire. So, you know, there's some shit going on there, but um, he's a money mark for DJ, and there's nothing that's going to happen to that dude. 
I, I fucking guarantee you that. Now, what's unfortunate about that is because when I when I first saw uh, David Starr cutting his you know his promo on this dude and burying those guys, because there's a couple fans. The first thing you know, because I see him shooting on the dude, the dudes, whatever you want to call it, and I immediately look over to who is he talking to? First thing I see is fucking Chicken Man over there making like crybaby no you know motions with his hands like oh poor baby at star. So he's still not taking this shit seriously and being big bad motherfuck you kind of guy, right? So but again, nothing will fucking happen to him. The problem I see is that it's falling harder on the other two dudes that were with him. Now, the one dude from this is just you know from what I understand from the situation and talking to people involved in it too. The one dude, Matt, was, I guess, heavily involved in it. And was throwing change and doing his shit and all this. And the other dude, Mike, he not not as much involved in it. Kind of laying low on the side of this shit, right? And he's catching just as much heat as the rest of them because he was there just letting it happen. Well, technically, the whole fucking crowd was there letting it happen. Now, I mean, it is what it is. David had every fucking right in the world to put this dude on blast, to go back at him, to go, you know, put him on his ass verbally about doing the fuck they were doing. That I agree with, whatever, man, because, again, even if it is, clearly this is not a work, so I don't want anyone to think that that's what I'm saying, but just say it was a work, it would be completely within understanding for the wrestler to go back at the crowd even if the crowd was heckling, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's not a work. This is not a question that I'm, I'm making or anything like that. I'm just saying for the, I'm not saying David shouldn't have said anything. Of course he should have. So, um, but as far as the statement of I'll kick you out of here type thing, that shouldn't even come into play now. And, and I've seen, you know, the responses online, you know, I shouldn't be involved anywhere. They should be banned from the building. Again, no, absolutely wrong. And here, here's the other thing, because this goes, my opinion goes further into this as far as the racism and all of this goes. I, I know for a fact that at this point, the racists are the minority. They are definitely in the minority, the racists. It's not socially acceptable abroad for people to just be openly racist anymore. The majority of society is going to look at those people like scumbags. They're going to look at them like fucking assholes. And that's that's where I feel like it should lie. Allow society to fucking treat people as such. Deal with it accordingly that way. Same way like they were saying like um yeah, there there's some place in Indiana that, that won't make wedding cakes for for gay couples or whatever. And yeah, they have a right to do that. All right. So you don't do that. Now you won't get any of the gay couples' businesses. You also won't get business from any of the people who are friends with those gay people that aren't gay but are not down with the fact that you're now discriminating against their friends. And now they're friends. And the more you hear about it, the wider that crowd gets. And now you you might not have a problem with any of those people, but now you want to go over there and get a cake yourself. But your friends... He's got a brother that's gay, and he looks at you like, oh, you're going to go there? So you start to get judged just for giving that guy business. 
You know what I mean? It, it trickles down, and it does it does get dealt with accordingly. That person loses their business due to their ignorance. You don't have to, you know, fucking march on their fucking, you know, property and fucking go to the news and this and that just to fucking, just to get them shut down or anything. They're going to shut themselves down through exactly what they're doing. And this is the same way I think with, with people. Like, if, um, you know, if, if they're out there fucking slinging, you know, uh, anti-Semitic slurs and throwing change at wrestlers and this and that, the majority of the crowd's going to look at these scumbags. They're, they're coming out here to let their fucking racist, racist flag fly. This is, this is what they're doing. What kind of shit is this? Like, I was friends with a, a dude, longtime CZW fan, Jack Moore, on Facebook. For a while, man, and he was always just like I never knew shit about him, but he was always a dude who was just drunk in his fucking CZW parking lot in, the, in South Philly, and he was a long time fucking fan, and and I'd see him every show, and hey, what's up, Jay? And that, that was like the most of the fucking relationship. He'd, he'd be drinking his shit back in the day. I'd be drinking, but um, you know, fucking out of nowhere, like last year, he started posting shit with swastikas and all this shit. And I just commented, cause, and he wrote some shit like, you ain't down, uh, fuck you, or this and this. And, and I just said, hey, man, uh, so so you like a Nazi? Like, what the fuck goes on? And he immediately fucking deleted me off his fucking friends list for asking. I was like, whoa, okay. So that now I know where he's at. You know what I mean? And, like, I'll never respect that dude, and I'm sure other people wouldn't either. This is what I mean. Like, everybody else is going to judge those people accordingly. They get put in their fucking place on mic, and everybody on the fucking iPay-per-view is looking at that dude like, fuck, you don't need to escort them out of the building. It's going to be uncomfortable for them to be in the fucking building if this is the, the behavior they continue. That's just, I mean, that's just the way that I feel about things. It's that same kind of freedom of expression. I don't agree with a motherfucking thing that they're doing. But I feel like they're going to put themselves in their place by being ignorant amongst, like I said, the vast majority of society isn't down with that type of behavior. You might go find, you know, a group of those type of people, but they can't just walk through your general, you know, population acting that way without there being a problem. You know what I mean? So that that's just my personal, you know, thoughts on it. Um, there, there's a certain amount of, like, you know, uh, heroism, heroism that that's followed that. That I feel like David Starr is really, you know, he's strapping on the cape and shit, and he's, he's trying to be like a, a racial crusader. And so I, I I don't know how necessary all that is. Again, these people allow them to be judged accordingly. And um, hey, man, I mean, you're free to say whatever you want, just as they're free to say whatever they want. But just go out there and be a fucking, just be a good wrestler, man. I. I enjoy your fucking work, and, um, you know, I I just don't want this to be turned into a whole fucking thing where this is some shit that I have to hear about every fucking wrestling show. Just just go out there and, and fucking tear it up. Like I said, this match was the fucking match of the show. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't need this to become a reoccurring fucking thing. You know, just, it just is what it is, man. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've seen the heat fucking, you know, uh, I mean, geez, geez was getting over like a motherfucker, just, just killing it as a, you know, as a heel and, um, fucking, I think it was tournament of death or one of those. 
yeah, one of these motherfuckers somewhere back in the middle of the fucking crowd where you didn't think nobody would reach him, you know, throughout the nigger and shit, and then fucking geez, climb the rail and want to go kill him. But everybody else fucking turned and looking like, look at this scumbag motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck said that shit? Like, many people immediately were like, what the fuck with this guy? Somebody get this motherfucker, you know what I mean? Like, they're immediately not in the same comfortable environment they are due to their actions. And you just got to kind of let it be what it's going to be, you know? Again, speak on it. I'm not, I'm not saying don't speak on it, but it's just my opinion on the situation, on, on what it is, you know? All right. Um, DJ, I, I need my drop. Fuck you. Um... DJ Hyde. DJ Hyde, fuck you. DJ Hyde comes out, and uh, he wants to address the crowd. Now, look, here's my thing. You know you have a ton of fucking cancellations. You have all sorts of things pulled off this fucking card that people were looking forward to seeing. You don't need to needle the fucking fans and try to piss them off as the owner. You should be blowing them for being in the... I know you're trying to have the fucking door guy do the closest thing to that, but you should be blowing them for being in your fucking building despite all this shit not being on the card. You should be doing every fucking thing you can to throw them something extra that they like. Not being out there and going, hey, I can do whatever I want because it's my show. Like, you're a fucking stupid asshole. This is why, like I said... Best of the best, tournament of death, and for the most part, you can fuck yourself. Unless you you stack a fucking card and you do something that makes fucking sense that I'm going to want to show up to, you and the other fucking wrist fucking popcorn-eating motherfuckers and the fucking Under Armour protein shake-wearing fucking mother- shirt dudes, you guys can all fucking hang out together and watch your horrible fucking booking. So... Alex Cologne comes out and interrupts DJ Hyde, which, look, he demands a return match for Danny Havoc. First thing, DJ Hyde comes out and he announces, tournament of death. Well, I'm in it. Like, no, one, no one gives a fuck, DJ. No one gives a fuck that you're in tournament of death. Nobody. Nobody. They don't want to see you wrestle ever. They don't want to see someone beat you up because that, that's what a heel would be. A heel would be... They really want to see the, the the good guy fucking beat you. They, they don't. They just don't want to see you wrestle because you're horrible at it. You're really bad at it. You have no athleticism. Your emotion is fucking tremendously horrible. You don't know how to emote. You come out in the ring and you're just robotic. I mean, your speech pattern is fucked up. You you might want to go get evaluated, man, because the the shit is crazy. And you come out there like you've got some kind of fucking command of the English language. You type like an orangutan. Like, you type doggo wars on the fucking, like, you own the fucking company, and you type doggo wars on the computer and hit send. There's fucking red underline. They're not underlining your words because they agree with you. They're underlining your words because they're wrong, and if you fucking right-click them, it'll tell you the right way to spell that shit. I don't understand, man. I don't, I, I don't get it. So, he announces, I'm in it. Then he announces, 
further shitting on my angle, Ricky Shane Page is in it. And then then Alex Colon comes out. And look, man, I like Alex Colon, but Alex Colon wasn't over when he fucking left. Alex had a great, great fucking match. I actually just went back and watched it against uh, Danny Havoc in Ohio. Alex Colon has not been booked that heavy on CZW for a while uh, since he moved to Ohio for the most part. Um, which I don't know why he doesn't jump in the car with the rest of the Ohio motherfuckers every month. But he he really hasn't. Um, so on and off, really hasn't been there. Um, and uh, he wasn't super fucking over when he left. So he comes out there and starts talking shit on DJ and this and this. And all right. So the next thing that happens is Preacher comes out. Wait, here here's the deal with Preacher. Now, when I first saw Preacher, it was in whatever six man, eight man, five man, some kind of multi man match. I don't even remember the match. I can't tell you a single fucking match that Preacher's wrestled other than the multi man match that he broke his fucking neck. Botching move. I mean he let's be fucking real. He botched a fucking apron D V D and broke his own fucking neck. Now he trains students how to be safe and bump. I don't know if anyone else sees irony in that, but I thought he was a fucking student. He broke his neck. I felt bad for him like everybody else because, hey, man, no one wants to see wrestlers get hurt unless you're a jerk-off. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't want to see a guy get hurt or whatever. So then after that, I find out the dude's like fucking 40, 45 years old, 40, 45 years old, some shit like this. So he's not a fucking student. The dude's been doing it for fucking ever. And I can't name a fucking single match he's been in. So at this point, I, I don't consider this dude a success or a future prospect or any kind of shit. Just a dude who's teaching students how to wrestle and he broke his own fucking neck. I mean, I, I just don't feel like that's a good qualification. I wouldn't want to be trained by a dude that broke his fucking neck botching a move. Personally. You know, and I know that sounds offensive, but I, I I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, that's just that's just how I feel about it. If you know, a trainer is supposed to be teaching you the proper ways to do things and this and this. And I even saw him post on Facebook like not not too long ago, like maybe a month ago. Uh, CW students that are coming to school tonight just know that I'm trying to break you. Aren't you the guy who broke your own motherfucking neck? Like, uh, let's hope that you're not trying to break any fucking thing tonight, because shit. So, I don't know. So, the angle is that Alex Cologne broke his neck, but that's not reality. You know, that's, I mean, accidents happen, but it wasn't because of Alex. And, all right. So, um, bottom line is, Preacher wasn't over when he got his neck broke. So now superheated feud where you're supposed to be the face getting vengeance, eh, you're not fucking over. You got three motherfuckers in the ring yelling about shit that aren't over. DJ's not over. Fucking just because people don't like you doesn't mean you're a good heel. I'll say that until the fucking end of time. You'll never understand that. You bought your way into the fucking business, and people don't like you. That doesn't make you a heel. It just makes you just someone that no one likes. It's just... It's as simple as that. And, you know, I've said it a long fucking time, but DJ can be a face. As long as he understands that 
his shooting star press is announcing a big fucking match. Announcing, you know, fucking AR Fox versus Andrew Everett is, is your shooting star press. No pun intended because those guys are shooting star press. But that's that's your that's your big move. Not trying to do something in the ring and failing horribly at it. And if you just came out there and were were honest and humble instead of taking yourself so seriously while being such a colossal failure at everything you do, people would fucking like you for it. And just said, Hey, you know, I fucking love this company like you guys. Fucking, I had this guy cancel on me. I had this guy cancel me. But I made a couple fucking phone calls, and I brought this in, or I did this, or I did that. And then you showed them some kind of effort that you're trying to do something for them. And then when you do book your fucking, your big names, you book your Young Bucks, or you book your Jun Kasai, or you book your this or that, you can at least fucking sit back and take credit for it because the fans are fucking happy for you for doing something for them rather than going, I fucking hate you guys and Junky Shy's coming in next month. It doesn't make you a good heel. It just shits on your own fucking point. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. No one, no legitimate companies. Why are none of these legitimate companies booking? I'll wait. I'd be here all fucking night waiting for that fucking answer. It's only shindies that fucking book you. That that must make you tremendous, right? Come on, the fuck out of here. Unless you bought Ring of Honor, they're not booking you. Um, So, like I said, three fucking guys who are not over in the fucking ring, and we got a match in May, Preacher versus Cologne. No one gives a fuck. No one, literally no one gives a fuck. This match is like a year in the making or some shit like that, and no one gives a fuck. No one. Again, unless they're related to the fucking guys who are in the thing. And I honestly think Alex Cologne is good, and he's getting into this fucking deathmatch shit heavier. That's fucking crazy, man. Like, him versus Danny Havoc, a tournament of death, are going to fucking tear it up. It's going to be fucking crazy. Their match in Ohio was, was... Fucking great. Great. So, um, you know, fucking Alex Cologne and, and Preacher. Uh, might as well not even announce that shit. Like, I don't know. Are you trying to hype May? Are you trying to bury May? What are you doing? Um, that That's fucking crazy. I think the next up was the uh, EYFBO. Yeah. Next up was EYFBO versus the Amazing Gulaks. I love both of these fucking teams. Um, they're both doing big, big fucking things. The Gulaks are just fucking killing it. I'm so happy for Rory being able to really reinvent his career the way he has. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people were skeptical of it. You know, going from a deathmatch guy, you know, out there fucking bleeding all over the place, falling in fucking glass and all of that, to actually transition into being a fucking wrestler and super fucking over. Like, this, this Gulak gimmick is so fucking over, and rightfully so really entertaining. They put a lot into it. I expect them to be booked all over the fucking place with this thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm really enjoying it. And, um, EYFBO is a great tag team. They should have been in CZW for a long time now, but now that they are good shit, good on them. And, um, yeah, it was very entertaining. Um, next up was B-Boy versus Jonathan Gresham. Now, I'm not saying any of the things that I'm going to say about B-Boy in this match because, you know, the issue that I had on the show with him. But um, 
the thing is this. To me, B-Boy looked like he gained a little bit of weight. Uh, he, in in back-and-forth conversation to me, he said it himself that he's older and slower. He's 37 years old. I'm 38. I'm stronger and faster than I've ever been at any point in my fucking life. So, I mean, that's his own deal because he's, he's not even quite up to my age. So that's not like, hey, I'm fucking 49 years old. Like, he, he's young enough where he should still be able to go. I'm not saying he can't go, but I say he said it himself that he's a little slower, eh, older and slower, by his words. Now, the match, the way that this was worked was for Jonathan Gresham, because Gresham is, is probably the best technical wrestler in the fucking world right now, or, or up there. Up there is one of them, without question. Um, he picks apart a body part and just fucking just dissects it. The old school fucking shit, man. Just dissects fucking body parts. Just removes a fucking limb from your body. So what he did was he took out fucking B-Boy's knee. You know, the center of his fucking shining wizard is fucking, you know, a lot of his offense goes through that. But what that also did was that enabled B-Boy to slow down the match a little bit and didn't have to work at a sprint's pace, which was just an overall great decision for both wrestlers. You know, because, again, Gresham works that style so fucking great. And then on top of that, it, it enabled B-Boy to work at a, you know, at a slower pace. Now, what I will say as far as the B-Boy thing goes, I think anyone could have worked this match. Um, so, although B-Boy was good in it for what it was, I think, uh, you know, if, if Greg Excellent was it, and I don't want to harp on him and say, I, I'm not saying this as a completely negative thing. I'm saying anyone could have worked the strong, hard-hitting forearm and an occasional suplex while the other guy worked the leg. There wasn't anything outstanding on B-Boy's side of things. Once once he got into selling that leg, anyone could have been the guy on that side, as long as, you know, it was obviously someone good enough of a wrestler to sell that. It, it was pretty much something that anybody else could have done, which, you know... B-Boy was there. Supposedly, I think someone else flew him in for something or whatever, and that allowed CZW to book him. But um, I I wouldn't fly that dude in for that caliber, uh, uh, you know, of match. I I just wouldn't. There's so many other guys that could be flown in that are, you know, so out of price range for CZW because it's a fly-in and this and this, and, like, I – I would pick someone who could fucking go, like, 100%. And, again, I'm not saying that B-Boy can't. I'm just saying the match that was worked there was completely carried by Jonathan Gresham, and anybody could have done that. Not not anybody, you know, off the street. I'm saying professional wrestler, you know, you could have got someone from locally to do that. You could have got Jocka to work that same match. You could have got, you know. Yeah, there there's guys you could have done. So, anyway. Um, through that match, Homicide and his squad came out, I think, completely unplanned. And um, Homicide started talking to Jonathan Gresham. Bro, you a fucking octopus! Get out of my face! <laughs> Told him he's a fucking octopus um, to get out of his face. Um, funniest thing about the whole situation was uh, this line. Okay. 
Uh, homicide told Jonathan Gresham he would take him to Nick Gage and he would rape him in prison. Now, this was followed by a Nick fucking Gage chant. So apparently the crowd is is firmly behind Nick Gage fucking a dude in the ass um, in prison. Uh, I don't know when that became like, look again, Homicide's my boy, but I don't know when that became like a good thing where it's like my boy will fuck you in the ass. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know when that became a positive thing for your boy. Be doing. Um, again, in case you missed it. Good times. Good times. Um, then, uh, the main event, Matt Tremont versus Devin Moore, barbed wire boards, Taipei, da-da-da. This was like fucking, um, I, I think less than 10 minutes. I want to say this match was like seven minutes, eight minutes, something like that. Um, and, and underwhelming, man. I mean, they went through the boards. They got all tangled up with the wire. Did a couple moves, but the shit was over before uh, before it started, for the most part. Um, here's here's my deal with this. Last month, Tremont and Devin absolutely fucking killed it. There's no there's no reason to do this shit again the following month. There's no reason to do this shit again the following month. What What is the purpose of going, all right, well, fucking reload that. Let's do that again with a different stipulation. For what? Were you going to top the match from last month? Clearly not. They took it home early and everything. I, I just, I don't understand the purpose of that. When you put on a phenomenal fucking match, walk away with it. They don't have an actual feud. They have this, like, mutual respect fucking world title shot. You know, that, that, that's all they're really doing. So why do it again? Fucking crazy. My personal opinion, you have the fucking hit squad in the building. You fucking have them cut out, come out, challenge the motherfucking. Nobody has, like, this is my home shit. Like, fucking, who are you stepping on my turf attitude anymore? I, like, I feel that that's, like, something that used to happen all the time in CZW, where you had a lot of fucking people... Where, like, if an outsider stepped in, all of a sudden they were like, this is my fucking house. I don't know who the fuck you think you are coming in here. But, like, Homicide and the Hit Squad walked in there and just took over like it was their fucking, gave themselves more mic time, this and that. I'm a huge fan of those dudes. I'm just saying gimmick-wise, fucking angle-wise, character-wise, somebody should have came the fuck out and said, whoa, 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 I don't know where the fuck you guys been at, but um, this is fucking my house. Like, the world champion, for instance. Say there's no booking of Devin Moore versus fucking, you know, uh, versus Tremont a second month in a row for no reason. And Tremont is just not, you know, quote-unquote not booked, but he's there. They they come out. They challenge TV Ready. Uh, you know, May. I'm going to fucking, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to fight in May for those titles. It's not. Tremont's music comes out. You know, fucking, you know, say TV ready goes to the back before the head squad. Head squad's in the ring catching, you know, crowd reaction or whatever. Say Tremont's music hits. He comes out. You know, who the fuck do you think you are coming into CZW? Look, man, I got all the respect. You guys You guys were crushing it all over the indies when I was still sitting on that side of the guardrail, you know. But 
I rule the roost around here. I'm the big dog in this yard, you know. You're going to come in here. You're going to try to take over. You're going to try to run around with belts. Why don't you come at this belt, you know, you know, take it to, take it to Moff or whatever. Dan Moff, Matt Tremont, fucking first time ever in the CCW fucking ring. Let's fucking go. Now, don't tell me, like, you can't afford it or anything like that because you're not paying Sammy Callahan. You're not paying fucking AR Fox. You're not paying fucking Nasada, and you're not paying fucking Speedball. Oh, and you're not paying Danny Havoc. There's five fucking guys that you're not paying that night that if you're DJ Hyde, you look around at who's fucking available, and two people that are available are Hit Squad, who you're only fucking, you're only paying for an appearance, whatever that is. I'm not a booker. I'm not a fucking guy who runs finances or whatever like that, but I'd have to guess that the fucking five guys you're saving money on that you've replaced with pretty much nobody, nobody you brought in new. Everybody was already booked any fucking way. So to say, hey, can you do this or can you do that or can you work double or can you do something, do fucking something to compensate the, the fans who are still paying for your fucking product despite losing the majority of that motherfucking card. How is that different? How is that outside of the realms of possibility? That's the shit that John Zandig used to fucking do that made the fans fucking love him. Not just because he was he was a dude that everybody in the fucking locker room took seriously and didn't treat like a piece of shit every time they got on a shoot interview while they still worked for him. Not not just because DJ Hyde's fucking horrible in the ring no matter how many times he tries to force himself on fans. Not because DJ Hyde can't cut a fucking promo worth of shit. Not because of any of the fucking because he can't type. Just because fucking John Zandig tried to fucking please the fans. If he saw a fucking hole in that card, he did what he could to fill that fucking hole. Not everything's possible. Not everything's fucking workable. But you had ample fucking time knowing that these guys weren't going to be off the show to come up with a new fucking idea, and there wasn't a whole lot of new ideas. There was fucking B-Boys free, Gresham's free, because the guys who were going to wrestle them are not there, so now they're just going to wrestle each other. Oh, wow, how creative is that? And I'm not against the booking. I thought that that was the smartest fucking match to book to fill that spot. But as far as the back-to-back fucking Tremont Devin matches, that, 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 that didn't need to happen. That was booked a month before, and that shouldn't have been booked that fucking time. So now they're they're going down to the fucking, uh, you know, Texas, and they're doing rematches of half the shit that was going on in Cage of Death that already came to a fucking head. They're going back at the Gacy fucking Dom feud that was supposed to be over. They were going to go back at the the Leo Rush fucking Janela thing, but now again, I don't know if fucking Leo Rush is even allowed to work CZW because he just signed a motherfucking Ring of Honor contract. And left CZW with a fucking promo saying, I don't give a fuck about CZW. I got better shit to do. Fuck you motherfuckers. So if any of that's like legit where like (laughs) that's fucking that's like what's going on, like how the fuck does that make you look when when he's gone? I mean that that's some crazy shit right there. I don't I don't know if there's another plan with him or or I'm hoping he's got a couple more dates to work for you guys or something. But that's fucking crazy. Um, Nation of Intoxication versus the Amazing Gulaks and Chuck Taylor is fucking awesome. 
That is that is an awesome fucking matchup right there. Uh, David Starvis, Dave Chris is going to be good. Those guys, I think, were the two that went like 120 fucking minutes or some crazy shit in Ohio. So um, that's going to be good shit there. Uh, Air Fox is an open challenge. I don't know where you get the open challenge, motherfuckers, when you lose the last match you were in. Um, yeah, certain shit don't make no motherfucking sense. Um, Joey Janelle is going to be there. I would guess you put Joey Janela up against AR Fox. If if you legitimately don't have any fucking Leo Rush on that card, and uh, I, I don't know. So, you do that. Um, like I said, Gacy Donst again. Uh, Sammy Callahan versus Bull James. He was Bull Dempsey in the WWE. That's a good, you know, little, little uh, fantasy booking. But again, I mean, Sammy Callahan, that's all it's been. It's been nonsensical, just fantasy booking since he's got out. He's got out of the, the WWE. Umbrella, so I it's fine, but they're just not doing any fucking thing with him, um, you know, angle wise or storyline wise. He's already got a Lucha Underground uh, phone case he's taking selfies with, so <laughs> his clock's sticking on that one. Um, no rope barbed wire, Masada match remont again. Like Masada lost at Cage Death, and so did Devin. And Devin's got two world title shots, and Masada's now got another one. Danny Havoc won a world title shot last month, and he still hasn't gotten a fucking more. It just it doesn't make any motherfucking sense. Um, but you know they'll kill it. They'll, they'll fucking absolutely kill it in the uh, nowhere barbed wire match, and um, pretty much that. Um, I just realized that this fucking NXT takeover thing starts at fucking ten o'clock at night tomorrow night. Dude, I'm way too old for this shit, man. You fucking crazy. I, man, I might have to wait till Saturday to watch that shit. I'll start watching that shit, but, I mean, it, it's like, it's, it's got to be like a three-hour show, right? I don't even know. But, uh, I mean, shit. Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. Bailey versus Suka. I mean, that that's going to be fucking crazy. The girls have been absolutely stealing shows, and you know, Fucking Kana, man. She's been fucking beating the shit out of broads out there, and Bailey's been killing shit for a minute in uh, NXT. So that that's gonna be a great, great fucking match. Um, Austin Aries versus Baron Corbin should be pretty good. Uh, Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. I mean, what fucking else do you need to know about if that's on the motherfucking card? I mean, that that right there is the shit. I mean. Fuck, that's gonna be so fucking awesome, and I'm really excited to see what they do with Nakamura going forward after that. But that that being the fucking that being their their launch pad for Nakamura fucking wrestling Sami Zayn, uh, what more can you ask for? And then you got Apollo Cruz wrestling Elias Sampson. I don't know what the fuck Elias Sampson is, but and uh, they got the tag title match in there too. So it's gonna be absolutely crazy. Um. And uh, there's that. And then Sunday is fucking WrestleMania. You got fucking Triple H, Roman Reigns for the title. Under Undertaker, Shane McMahon. If Shane McMahon wins, he'll control Monday Night Raw, and Undertaker will not fight at WrestleMania again. So I don't know why, like, there's only stipulations on one side of that. That's, you know what I mean? Like, what happens if The Undertaker wins? He just 
keeps fucking dragging himself out there to WrestleMania matches. I'm like, well, really? Good. All right. Um, oh, I get it. You know, I know what happens. If Undertaker wins, then, um... Right. So if Undertaker wins, Homicide will take Shane McMahon to Nick Gage, and he will rape him in prison. That's that's the stipulation. Perfect. Um, um, then you got um, Charlotte versus Becky Lynch and, and Sasha Banks. Uh, Brock versus fucking Dean Ambrose, no holds barred street fight. Uh, Jericho, AJ Styles. You got a ladder match at Steen or Owens. Ziggler, Sami Zayn, The Miz, Stardust, Sin Cara, and Zack Ryder. Um, Callisto versus Ryback. And you got the League of Nations versus New Day in a four-on-three. Um, you know, some pretty good fucking shit there. Um, WrestleMania is always a big spectacle, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, I'll cover all of that stuff, and um sure I'll watch the CCW show. So I should have fucking three shows to talk about next week. WWE I generally only, you know, touch on the things that stick out to me anyway because uh I don't know. I it just it just falls under the heading of every other fucking show if I you know, match by match and you know, same same old shit. Um trying to be different. Um for what it's worth. Um so yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Uh like I said, fucking week for me going to get the the tap finish tomorrow. Excited about that, and then uh, yeah, I guess I'll see what I can watch of this. Uh, the rest of this uh, NXT thing, but uh, uh, like I said, I'll check it out before next show and talk about all that and more. Uh, best of the best is only like two weeks away now, so um, actually almost a week away for Christ's sakes. Um, so Next week, I'll be previewing Best of the Best, talking about all this other shit that's going on, and uh, that, that that's pretty much it, man. Uh, check out Sports Den. You know, those dudes got lots of fucking shit to talk about, sports-wise and everything else. And um, see what Andrew Carlock's up to. That's all I got for this week, man. Um... My larger size Xandix shirt should be here very soon. Hit me up if you fucking want one. And uh, take you out with some uh, Trap Call Quest. Rest in peace, Fife. of the poets, I'm the number seven pick. Lick, 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 boy, when you're back, Lick, 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 boy, when you're back, Listen to the beta shot, heat, let the glide. Stick the earthly body, heaven's on my side. Even in Santa Domingo, and I got a gringo. We got Mike, when do we go? Know a little nigga who can rhyme when you ask me. Short, dark, a bunch of voices ass like. One for the trouble, two for the bass. You know the style, kid, it's time to flip this. I like my beats hard.
like two day old shit. Steady eating booty MCs like cheese dick. My man, I'll be sure he's in effect mode. Used to have a crush on doing for men both. It's not like honey dick will want to get with me. But just in case I own my condoms and TLC. Now the formula is this me, Tip and Ali. For those who can't count, it goes one, two, three. They pick up this who I be. Brothers find it hard to do, but never me. Some brothers try to dip for Malik. You see him pushing me, not care about them DBMC. My shit is hitting. Trini Gladiator, Anti Hesitator, Shahid Push the Vader. From here, True Grenada. Mr. Energetic, who me sound pathetic. When's the last time you heard a funky diabetic? Thank you. 